1: This is the WCBS
2: 880 Morning News Roundup. Hard to believe it's been a year since we saw the virus was spreading here at home.
0: Looking back one year after New York's first COVID cluster.
3: We were just like in infancy of this disease.
0: I'm Sean
2: Adams in New Rochelle. Why stocks have recovered from the plunge one year ago so quickly, Joe Connolly will weigh in on that
3: state vaccination sites at Yankee Stadium and the Javits Center will offer the new J&J vaccine during overnight hours. I'm Marla Diamond in the Bronx.
1: The Knicks winning streak ends in San Antonio. Just completely blown away in the second half. And Devils fans return in a loss to the Islanders. This is Brad Heller.
2: And we'll dip into our news radio archives for this date's milestones, including when the news broke about this new virus arriving here. This is Wednesday,
1: 3-3. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer
2: commercials. Morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. Thanks for being here on a 33-degree morning in New York, heading for a high close to 50. It should be a beautiful, sunny day today. On this 3rd of March, it's hard to grasp what has happened in the past year. Today, we mark the year anniversary of COVID arriving in our area by reaching out to those forced to manage an invisible menace that we're incredibly still dealing with, and one who comes to mind as an early community leader is the president and CEO at Holy Name Medical Center in Teaneck, Mark Marin. And today, a year later, where do we stand generally with the virus and specifically with health centers like yours?
4: Well, it's been an interesting year, Wayne, and that's not over yet. But we know a lot more. We can diagnose much faster. We have the monoclonal antibodies that have shown great effects, antivirals like remdesivir that show great effects. We know that the virus produces itself or evolves in four phases. And if you're in the wrong phase of the wrong treatment, it won't work. So we've learned a lot. And we've seen the positivity rate in our testing drop off precipitously recently. We've seen the mortality rates go down. So there's a lot of good news. And now we have the vaccine.
2: How does your hospital's experience in the past year inform your planning and protocols now?
4: The hospital has changed. I think the entire industry will change or is in the process of changing. I can say at holy name, it's accelerated it exponentially, whether it's uh, telemedicine, which has taken off in a big way, kiosk type of registration systems, as opposed to where it always used to be one-on-one, the exp- explosion into new clinical research. And then even the facility design. So we're putting UV lighting to kill viruses and other contaminants in all of our HVAC systems. We're adding UV lighting as part of our terminal cleaning process in rooms so that the rooms are more sterile and ready to go on turnover.
2: So it sounds like this virus, which made so many people sicker, has made healthcare stronger.
4: I agree not to diminish the pain and suffering that people went through, but we are absolutely a stronger, wiser, more committed, and more responsive healthcare industry as a result of it.
2: And when COVID-19 is controlled, contained, vanquished, whatever, what do you suppose the normal might look like?
4: I think the vaccine is going to be with us for maybe our lifetimes, minimum probably a decade. So I, I believe now there's enough data, although it's not totally conclusive, but safe to project that a COVID vaccine will become at least an annual event like the flu vaccine. We're going to see Purell dispensers now where we never saw them before and they'll be there forever. (laughs) I think we'll be able to start to shed the masks sometime soon, but never too far. And so masks do provide some benefit in reducing transmission.
2: I hope you don't mind me asking, but I know it was public information when you got sick with COVID. How are you doing? Do you have any lasting effects?
4: I do not. So I am doing well and actually still have the antibodies, believe it or not, a year later. Next week will actually be my one-year anniversary from when I was uh, diagnosed. For me and my family, everybody has recovered. Everybody's doing quite well. Mike Marin, thank
2: you for your candor and thank you for your time. Thank you, Wayne. appreciate it very much. This is the morning a year ago when the news broke that uh, not only did a man in Westchester become infected, but he was in contact with other people. And you remember the scramble a year ago. Sean Adams, uh, you were covering for us then. And uh, you're here now with what we know, with the benefit of hindsight. Refresh us on how this went down and also, Sean, the lesson learned.
0: Well, if we go back to that day, remember COVID was completely new. There was no playbook, Uh, little was known about it, says Westchester County Health Commissioner, Dr. Sherlita Amler.
3: We didn't even know how it spread. You know, we were worried, could it be a food? If somebody's sick and they prepared you a meal, could they give you COVID that way? Well,
0: we know now that that's not the case. When a 50 year old lawyer from New Rochelle tested positive health officials, uh, they did what they would typically do for uh, say influenza. They traced his movements, his contacts in the community, and at his synagogue. This was New York's first COVID cluster.
3: The whole concept of quarantine and isolation, isolating the sick, quarantine the exposed to try to prevent the spread of this disease, I mean, that's that was the initial, that was the baby steps, and that has been redone millions of times, you know, in the last year all over the world
0: from knowing very little to multiple vaccines in a year amazing says dr amler we're close but
3: everybody ke- needs to keep doing the same things that they did over the last year that kept them safe
0: live in new rochelle sean adams wcbs
2: news radio EDD. on the morning news roundup stock futures looking up this morning And how stocks recovered from the plunge one year ago so fast. Joe Connolly is here with this morning's Big Money Story. Joe?
5: Wayne, this week after the first virus cases were diagnosed in the New York area, the S&P 500 index is about 75% higher and the NASDAQ has about doubled from the lows that they would hit a year ago a few weeks from now after the market declined and then plunged. The first reason why they came back was basic. State Street Global Advisors says the rise underscored more than ever that the stock market is a forward-looking mechanism. But the rest of it was different and faster. The market started recovering quickly as the weeks went on. First, because of massive money set loose by both the Federal Reserve and Congress to buttress the economy and, and the unemployed, And they acted fast because of what they'd learned in the 2008 recession. Well, the first gains accelerated because of commission-free trading now. That made it more popular because of social media. Individual investors could now tag on to what the market was doing without risking commissions. Millions of new trading accounts were opened, including by millions of millennials, too, And the big banks started to follow the new investors sometimes, creating a virtuous circle higher, as we saw in the recent Reddit rally. Then when it became clear that the shutdown was going to last for a while, the phrase stay-at-home stocks started to become heard, making it understandable as to what was going on in the market. And people started investing in the names that they knew. Stay-at-home stocks, Amazon, Apple. Facebook, Google, Best Buy, Home Depot, Walmart, Target, up and up they went. Now there are signs that stocks that have been overlooked for the last year or two will become more popular when the economy reopens, but those stay-at-home stocks and the NASDAQ have still done the best so far in the last amazing year.
2: And uh, what an amazing ride this has been. Joe Kindley covering for us every step of the way. It's the Morning News Roundup. And next up, where to get that J&J vaccine shot. Now the weather day ahead here on the Morning News Roundup with the Exergen Forecast. Here's Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen. 33 degrees, Wayne. It is
0: not going to be as cold or windy as yesterday. And in fact, the good news is southwesterly winds right now will send the temperature up to around 50. Big difference. So about 20 degrees warmer than it was yesterday. And tonight, partly cloudy with lows near 35 in the city. Upper 20s and low 30s in the suburbs. Tomorrow, all right, it's not quite as warm, 40 to 45. But still, not a bad day. Colder, gusty winds will take us into the weekend. Sunny, but uh, about 35 to 45. 40 on Friday. Right now, 33, humidity 45 percent. The southwest wind, although the wind chill right now is 24, that southwest wind will bring us up to 50 this afternoon. The WCBS
1: 880 Morning News Roundup.
2: Well, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is here and the first shots will go in arms tomorrow, but if you want one, you should register this morning. Marla Diamond is at Yankee Stadium, one of the two mega sites along with Javits. Uh, Marla, what's the drill to get that J&J juice?
3: But this is part of a pilot program, Wayne, appointments for the one shot J and J vaccine will go live at 11 this morning. They'll be given starting tomorrow into Friday through the evening from 8 PM to 7 AM. They will be for Bronx residents only here at the stadium. In a press release, Governor Cuomo said the state is moving to distribute its allocation of nearly 165,000 doses quickly because of a lag in the following week's shipment. The pilot program will also open up thousands of new appointments at the Javits Center and up in Syracuse at the New York State Fairgrounds. The J&J pilot will begin Friday at the Javits Center from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. The single-dose J&J vaccine has been shown to be 72% effective in preventing moderate to severe disease and 100% effective in preventing death. Medical experts say it is a game-changer.
2: So you're at Yankee Stadium. Uh, The Javits Center is the other place that has uh, this mass vaccination capabilities. And wow, did you see those lines yesterday?
3: Yeah, the site is obviously by appointment only, but some were forced to wait in a long line stretching all the way down to the river in the cold for up to four hours. It's not exactly clear why. A spokesman for the governor said the site is firing on all cylinders and added as they expand to vaccinate more New Yorkers, people might notice some growing pains, but they're actively addressing these concerns in real time.
2: Marla, thank you. Uh, Well, you know, the Knicks had a good shot at their season best fourth straight win last night. But Brad Heller, they ended up with a bit of a reality check in San Antonio.
1: Yeah, Wayne. Good morning. A reminder: they still have a long way to go. They were outscored by 22 in the second half and lost to the Spurs 119-93. They fall back to 500 at 18 and 18. Head coach Tom Thibodeau said, to "You." Get what you deserve. He was not pleased with things, especially defensively. Knicks struggled too on offense. Julius Randle was just 6 of 16 shooting. He scored 14 points. Emmanuel quickly, the rookie, led the Knicks with 26 off the bench. Derrick Rose didn't play. Health and safety protocols. Not sure how much time he's going to miss. The Knicks with one more game before the All-Star break, Wayne, tomorrow at the Garden against Detroit.
2: And over there at Peru, the Devils welcome their fans back for the first time this season, but I guess it wasn't much for Devils fans to cheer about against the Islanders.
1: Yeah, only one goal, and it came with 14 seconds to go. Miles Wood spoiling Semyon Varlamov's shutout bid. The Islanders beat the Devils 2-1, Jersey's third straight loss, 10% capacity at the Prudential Center, so 1,800 fans. And Miles Wood did notice the difference in the atmosphere. I think it's
3: 357 days or whatever I think I read. Um, yeah, it's uh, certainly nice to have them back, brought some life back to uh, the stadium and um, hopefully we can get more in soon.
1: Islanders getting goals from Oliver Wallstrom and Anders Lee, both in the third period. They're tied for first in the division. And the Rangers got a win. They beat the Sabres at the Garden 3-2. to Chris Kreider scored the eventual game-winner, Wayne, midway through the second period.
2: Brad Heller with the Morning Sports Roundup. On the Wednesday Morning News Roundup for the third day of the third month, good morning, I'm Wayne Cabot, and here are three things to know right now. Rockets rained down this morning on a military base in western Iraq that hosts American troops. This is just days after the U.S. hit the Iranian-backed targets on the Iraq-Syria border. There's no word of any kind of a serious uh, injury or casualty or damage from this morning's 10 rockets that rained down, again, on this uh, Iraqi base hosting American troops. Five Suffolk cops and their supervisor have been investigated and now are being investigated by the DA's office. After a body cam video captured officers knocking down and kicking a handcuffed man in Mount Sinai. County Police Chief Geraldine Hart.
0: The actions of these two officers are concerning and what is equally unacceptable is the number of officers who did not intervene, which is a direct violation of our rules and procedures.
2: Third thing to know, legislative leaders in Albany have made a deal to strip Governor Cuomo of his emergency pandemic powers. In New Jersey, lawmakers are looking to break the state into COVID zones. And our Steve Burns spoke with Assemblyman John Berzicelli.
1: His bill would allow for a regional reopening in New Jersey, similar to what neighbors New York and Pennsylvania have been doing.
0: It simply builds upon experience that we've gained through this pandemic that tells us that New Jersey needs to be looked at in zones.
1: Rules could apply county by county or even town by town, depending on density. Business groups are very much on board with the bill, saying it would give more shops a fighting chance.
2: He expects a vote this month. And from our news archives now, 88 seconds in sound for this date, March 3rd. We have a case in Westchester, a 50-year-old gentleman. March 3rd, 2020. Who uh, did not travel to any of the places that are on the quote-unquote watch list. Governor Cuomo announces the first recorded case of person-to-person spread in New York State. Uh, And he has tested positive, lives in Westchester, works in Manhattan. Within a week, Mayor de Blasio would announce 16 confirmed cases in New York City. In 1991, long before we shared videos on social media, the entire country saw on TVs everywhere home video of L.A. cops pummeling a driver whose name we would all soon know, Rodney King. You remember the details? Rodney King was driving too fast on Interstate 210 in L.A. Cops tried to pull him over. He gunned it, doing 117 miles an hour at one point. The chase lasted eight miles, and when it was over, police anger boiled over he pissed us off, said one cop to dispatch, which joked about a little attitude adjustment.
0: The officers struck him with batons uh, between 53 and 56 times. 25-year-old Rodney King uh, showed his injury to reporters. The bruises, broken this, uh, legs, and the scars from the stun gun which me. jolted him with 50,000-volt hmm. oh. shots.
5: I was scared for my life.
0: King claims, and several witnesses support him, that he never resisted. I kneeled to my knees spread my hands out and hit the ground. Religious and civil rights leaders said the beating was nothing less than a Klan-like attack, part of a pattern of brutality.
3: We
1: demand that Chief Gates be fired.
2: Jerry
0: Bowen, CBS News,
2: Los Angeles. A jury of whites and one mixed-race man acquitted the four cops who were charged. What followed were eight days of riots, quelled only by the U.S. Army and Marines. By then, 63 were dead and 2,400 injured. In 2012, Rodney King was found drowned in his swimming pool, but his memorable words would live on.
4: Can we can we all get along? Can we can we get along?
2: The morning news roundup for March 3rd. This is the
1: WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, a daily download of the news you need to start your day. On air, on radio.com and delivered to your phone and computer for on-demand listening.
3: TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In
1: order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet! Music. You set my world on fire. Yes,
2: and even podcasts. One Whatever one, you one, love, one, hear it right here.